in this week of truly overproduced and long and needlessly rambling uh, live streams for video games, it's really nice to see Suda51, or apparently Suda Goichi, we've been pronouncing it wrong this entire time, get out there and just continue to be him and either entertainingly not know how the fuck to live stream or intentionally just be a fantastic troll by sitting in front of his fucking gameplay reveal. Like, uh, apparently he didn't even mention the name of it. Oh yeah, no, I... I <laughs> there's something kind of bad enough with technology that part of me is like, I think this is just Suda being Suda at this point. Like, he's like, I did a live stream of my video game. Suda, you were in front of it the entire time. Well, not setting up that camera again. We're going with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, he's he's literally directly in front of all of the action going on on screen, and it's obviously not either of the two previous games, it's obviously the new one, but, yeah, <laughs> he's just sitting there talking about some of the other Switch games that they're coming out with, just like, yep, we have games, I bet you'd like to see them too. Only thing that would have made it better if it was him just, like, talking about a grocery list or something. If it's like, hey, it has nothing to do with games whatsoever. It's like, yeah, so I turned my phone on by accident. There was just No More Heroes 3 footage in the background. Whoops. Yeah, it, basically, it's like he didn't... He, he talked about playing video games. He didn't even talk about developing games. He was like, here's a bunch of games I'm going to be playing in quarantine. That's... And that's it. That's that's all he talked about. <laughs> I need to go back and get that list and know what he's playing. Actually, because I'm kind of curious about that now. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. I'm kind of curious too. It's like, yep. It was. It's just you got to see him talking about games that he's planning on playing, and that's literally it. He even like put them in front of the screen. He's like, here's the games I'm gonna be playing. <laughs> Further obscuring everything on screen. Because <laughs> he held up a big stack of them, just like, hey, yeah. Now you can see even less of the game that everybody wants I've to see. I've never been more excited for No More Heroes 3. <laughs> I'd say this is way better than, like, the other sort of planned trolling, which was, like, you know, like a stream, you know, a stream that's, like, 15 hours of nothing and then finally a balloon or whatever. Yeah. And what was it? That was for uh, Fallout, right? Or I, I think that was the trailer ultimately at the end of that. But yes, they did, they did something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, it was like a yeah they did, and then like I forget they did something similar to for God of War, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, but in any case, yes. Yeah, these kind of very purposely trolly things, and while this was just wasn't even that long, really, it was just like. Because when he first started, he had no background, and then it's just like, he put on the background behind him, and then never talk about the game. Like, nobody did. Not even later in the stream. <laughs> uh, it's out there just cancels that uh, No More Heroes 3 is no longer, it's like, yeah, it's, it's not happening. What's the footage behind you? Not there. <laughs> Awesome cast episode 208 this week brought to you by the shit show has your life been boring enough with the hornets and covid and everything else well guess what this week we have shit show alex but fallout 76 is not on the news docket this week 
If Fallout 76 was a year actualized, it would be 2020. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day that I put my jacket in my closet and it disappears forever. Well, like, it <laughs> sounds terrible, but like Texas and Florida right now at the reopening, my brain just immediately went to, yeah, I guess that is what happened when you added NPCs. Weird world glitches started again. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> welcome to 2020, the DLC, I guess. Where you can play Fallout 76. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2020, brought to you by Bethesda. I don't like this fucking version of Fallout 76 VR. I don't like it. It's too real. <laughs> yeah, reality's actually pretty cool right now. It's, it sucks you guys are in VR right now. <laughs> uh, but yes, welcome everybody. We, uh, I am Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online. I'm joined today with my cohorts, my partners in crime, at the Wicked Awesome Cast, if you will. Uh, Henry, a.k.a. Normite Har, and also a.k.a. Kraken Zero. And the man, the myth, the legend, Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak Undivided. And no. believe it or not, we're going to talk about stuff other than Destiny this week. There's so yeah. much stuff, I don't know if we have Destiny time. <laughs> I, I have a little bit of Destiny to talk about, but... <laughs> I mean, I have a little bit of WoW stuff, too, but nothing like... Yes, we, we do have some not... Ve- we, we have some actually stuff we played and not just news to burn through, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we're people. We don't just see you here watching the news feeds, cultivating stuff for you guys all week. Yeah. We do things. Sure. So. I, I definitely spent way too much time this week, like, trying to find... So, do either of you two watch the uh, Live from Night City live stream stuff for uh, CD Projekt Red's uh, Cyberpunk game? Not yet. I actually just heard about it yesterday. Okay, so... Maybe don't watch it, because then you'll wind up angry at it like I am. <laughs> so... As part of this, like I, I, so we learned that there are three different intros to the game, and every single fucking talking head on YouTube will tell you about which of the three intros they got to try as part of their like four hour into video demo access thing they got to do, which is super cool. They're doing that, FYI. Mm-hmm. But there is no footage of any of those like playthroughs out there. It's just a bunch of people talking about it, and mm. it's incredibly annoying to me where it's like, okay. Please just show some more footage of this game. Like the uh, so the footage that was shown, the student, there's a new trailer out there, and there's like six minutes. Of, I think it's called Dream uh, Mind Dancing, Brain Dancing, where it's kind of a detective mode in the game, and it's really cool and it looks neat and it kind of it feels appropriately cyberpunk. And you're like, yeah, this is a thing. I, I just want more of that game running in fight scenes at this point because someone, one of these various talking heads, described the combat of that game as similar to Chronicles of Riddick Butcher Bay, which is one of the weirdest, amazing games of all time. If you've not ever played Chronicles of Riddick Butcher Bay and are a fan of kind of blended stealth action games, you should go check that fucker out. It is one of the most amazing first-person stealth games ever made. Hmm. I think you've talked about that before. Maybe it's... The entire game takes place inside of the prison Butcher Bay. It's a canonical video game in the Chronicles of Riddick, which is a weird thing to say out loud, and it came out back, I think, in Xbox 360 or, like, late Xbox days, and it did really well. Like, it's one of the best video games loosely based on a movie, definitely starring a movie character of all time kind of situations, and beyond that, it's actually a surprisingly good game just across the board. So all you have to do to get me really curious how a game's combat work is Invoke Butcher Bay, because that game was an interesting thing where 
because the game took place in prison, it was this mix of stealth, melee, and eventually you got guns and such. But the game was very based around kind of like a kung fu style counter system in hmm. first person that actually really worked and felt really good when you were using it because it was often like people swinging clubs at you for enforcement reasons and you just like countering them and throwing them in a wall and then running off because prison. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was interesting hearing people compare it to that game and just it's me sitting there going, okay, can you show me that now, please? This new trailer is real cool as is this brain dancing thing you're showing off, but you have successfully promised a gameplay reveal and showed off the most cinematic gameplay possible. Because it's literally you analyzing a cinematic, kind of. Which, I don't know, I'm starting to find that a little bit frustrating, but I also get why they're doing it. And I spent way too much time trying to find that footage, hoping that some, like, person chose to leak it or something. But they haven't. Mm. Are they doing a really good job of keeping that game under lids? Yeah. Most, mostly I'm just dumb excited for that game, though, too. Like, the moment they said, yeah, the driving stuff doesn't suck, I'm like, okay, cool. So you had to say to get me in. First person <laughs> cop. That's great. Like, you played Witcher 3, right? Uh, I have not played Witcher 3. Oh, I've, one of the worst parts of that game, in my opinion, is Roach the Horse. And not that, like, it, it doesn't not get you from point A to point B, it just feels kind of weirdly bad. In a world where Red Dead and Red Dead Redemption 2 and Red Dead Redemption exist, bad horse riding is less excusable. Like, it's like, okay, at least make it as cool feeling as riding a Pona in Zelda. It's like, nope, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed. It feels like a motorcycle shaped like a horse? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Ma- Mandy actually likes the horse uh, riding around in Red Dead Redemption 2. No, the horse riding in those games is amazing. Yeah, the uh, and it actually is interesting because considering Rockstar also does GTA, she absolutely fucking hates driving in Oh, that. the cars are terrible. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it- it's why... In Grand Theft Auto Online, I mostly ride motorcycles because they at least control predictably. I, that's not fair. There's a couple cars that when you upgrade them enough, they also feel appropriately predictable. But yeah, I, no one thinks GTA drives especially well ever. Which is real weird for a game based around cars. Oh yeah, no. It's, it's serviceable, but I also would say that like that game is as much about cars as it is about giant open world in which to do things, and just okay car controls are at this point in time. But also the popularity of GTA races makes that extra baffling. Uh, I, I, I guess my little Destiny thing I want to talk about this week is I'm finally kind of actively pursuing the Reckoner stamp finally, which is the rarest thing in Destiny. Like less than 1% of the population have it, and I am four uh, locksmith medals, nine blocker kills, Five Massacre Medals, I think 20 Small Blockers, 100 Moats, and I think that, and, oh, and 40, no, sorry, 60 Drained Moats away from getting it. And Massacre Medals are fucking impossible. Do either of you two have any seals yet in the game, in Destiny? I'm guessing the answer is no, because those kind of report, no. yeah. So, Probably not. <laughs> Reckoner is the seal you get for playing way too much Gambit Prime. It requires you to get the Gambit Prime uh, notorious armors and then do specific things. Like, um, for reference, the Massacre Medals I referenced, it's kill 12 enemies with only 3 seconds between each kill. Hmm. Oh, wow. It's hard. Like player enemies or like NPCs? NPCs. Oh, okay. 
It's Gambit, so it's not Crucible. But it is the rarest seal in the entire game. Like, I think it's... Dredgen is the most common with 14% of the player population having it. Like, I think it's 0.68% of the Destiny population have Reckoner. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's some number below 1% where it's just it's like, damn. Okay. The nightmares are real. <laughs> yeah, but I, like I said, I also got Divinity, which is something I've been chasing for a little while. That thing is straight up cursed for me trying to get it. Requires you doing the raid after a bunch of other stuff. It's a hell of a gun, though. I look forward to helping you two get through dumb activities with it, because it does funny things to enemies. Mm. I, it, it basically applies a major debuff, so it makes their crit spot gigantic, so you can just unload mm. on it with stuff. Yeah. I, I also started rewatching Psychopaths, mostly because I found out there was a second season of that show, finally, and I like the first season enough to watch it. That show keeps aging a little too well. Like, Did you two know about Psychopaths? I'm familiar with it. I've watched it a couple of episodes. Yeah. Have, have not. It is one of the animes I recommend for people that don't like anime because it's kind of like cyberpunk cop show as much as it is anime at this point. And that it's weird. That show I liked a lot the first time I watched it back in like 2014 or something like that, I think, whatever it first came to the States. And it has continued to age a little bit too well. Like a lot of what that show talks, like the big ideas that show centrally focuses on are feeling increasingly relevant all of a sudden again. And the second season is really in a weird, like, again, like predating a lot of modern events, very much about kind of a broken system starting to actually completely fall apart on itself. And it feels, again, like bizarrely timely. What have you two been up to? Um, let's see. Uh, I've been, I think I told you, I've been, now that we have, uh, Basically cleared all the raid content for Wow this uh, tier. I'm kind of just playing around with other games, and so I've been playing some more Smite, uh, Street Fighter Five, and actually I've been doing quite a bit recently. So, um, I realized Smite yeah. was eight years old the other day, and that really impressed me. Oh yeah, no Smite's uh, was it uh Smite? That's been around for a while, and you can definitely tell they've up-rest, like, you can, if you look at some of the old footage, you can definitely see they've really worked on getting the graphics up to date and looking better, as opposed to what it looked like when they first started. Hmm. So, um, you can see, because there are some old skins that still have the old kind of art style, and you can kind of tell they've definitely put in work on revamping some of the characters. So, um, what's that? Sorry. Um, yeah, so it's 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 a I I like it. I said it's a fun game. Um, I don't do any of the rank competitive stuff just because I've never considered myself like I like playing those games, but I'm nowhere near I yeah. think what the competitive mindset would be. So I have never jumped into the competitive side. You're of there just to have fun and play some cool ass gods. Yep, that's exactly it. And I have not tried Cthulhu yet, despite the fact that he's now in the game. So. Is he free? Um, so I bought the God Pack a long time ago, gotcha. so I got them automatically. Yeah, like they have this thing where if you buy the God Pack, I think it's like twenty five bucks or it was twenty five or thirty bucks. Oh but, damn, that's um, impre- That's actually a pretty good deal given how many gods are in that game. So it's a really good deal, and I bought it when there weren't that many gods to begin with. But the promise is, when you bought it, you will get every new God release for free, no matter what, moving forward. And today is to this day that has not changed. So. 
when I log in, my list of gods that I have available for me are, they're all there. I don't have any weird, oh, this is the wave of free characters this week kind of thing. No. So, it's a good deal. So even now, it's only gotten better because there are so many gods to choose from. So, um, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Street Fighter Five. Been playing that again, and so starting to kind of get my groove back and and getting back into that because I've I'm so fucking rusty in that that I uh and I can tell. So, um, on that one I do play ranked mode only because it puts me with people who are of like kind of skill set because casual will just pair you up with anybody. Yeah, and it's quick play. Yeah, and quick play in that is dangerous because there are people who are really fucking good and I don't like getting paired with them on quick play where I just get out fucking played. So, um, other than that, um, I don't know if you guys saw the pictures I put up of me shaving my beard. You guys see those? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I gotta say, the whole Hogan mustache is kind of growing on me. I, I, yeah. I, I kind of like it. The growing jokes I didn't care for, but... Oh, no, I, I purposely meant that. <laughs> and I stand by it, 100 Oh, no, I know you do. Yeah. But I must ask you a question here. Do you think it's a good look for the podcast? Seeing as this is an audio podcast, I think any look is an okay look for the podcast. Excellent. My mustache is Charlie Approved. You guys heard it here first, I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Approved for the podcast! It just doesn't, vi- approval, it just doesn't violate the dress code. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, as far as real life stuff goes, uh, you know, everyone, every family's doing all right. I've been keeping tabs with them and seeing how they're doing. They're doing good. Uh, my niece is walking and kind of a terror now cause she's walking and mm. it's great. But yeah. Um, other than that, everything, everything's good. It's been a, been a good week. And then just hearing all the stuff going on this week, it's been like, holy shit. This is the longest week I've been a part of in a long time. Just watching yeah. all the gaming news happen this week. But, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I just feel like I need to get an actual bingo card at this point for the rest of the year. <laughs> that joke's been coming up a bunch lately. Like, my raid wants to start doing raid bingo cards. My raid team wants to start doing, like, raid team moment bingo cards. <laughs> yeah, so uh, one of the guys in my WoW Guild streams uh, when we do our raids, and we've put together bingo cards for the raid as we're raiding, and we've gotten a few bingos from time to time of shit that happens that's usual. And it's like, oh, yep, nope, bingo, get it on there. So it, it, I would recommend it if nobody gets upset about it, because there are some people that might get upset about the fact that, like, if they do something dumb or Oh, no, I didn't come up with this. So it, it's, it's more like so and so gets annoyed or something, or so and so does something stupid, or, like, someone makes this mistake we always make over and over kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some people in the guild, apparently, were not too keen on that. Uh, I thought it was funny. So, like, we one of ours that I liked was, like, oh, extended eight-minute rage break. Which <laughs> usually happens if we have a series of really bad pulls. Sure. They'll be like, alright, guys, go, go take a quick break. Just stretch your legs, go do something. Or, you know, a specific quote, like, just wipe it, or something like that. Yep. If if your if your group is cool with it, then by all means, adding a bingo card is kind of fun. So, but yeah, that's it for me. Henry? Yes. Yeah. So I tried a few games out, um, but uh, both of them I played were kind of disappointing. I'll say. 
Alright, so I played one game called Pathway, and that was free through the Epic Store. And hmm, it's it hard locked. The game hard locked constantly. Like usually often when you're going into combat and sometimes in the middle of combat. But it just I just noticed I started looking at the like uh looking at how much memory it was taking up. And it like takes up like like a bunch of memory, like a way more than it should. As as a sort of a pixel game, you know, like a it's a turn-based pixel game. All right, so I'll, I'll describe what it is. So, it's a it's a uh, tactical RPG style thing. I mean, it plays a lot like XCOM. So, yeah, so it's a it's very much like XCOM with sort of bit why you know, 8-bit style or 16-bit style graphics. I'm assuming it's top-down versus asymmetric. Yeah, it's top-down. But yeah, the but it is so poorly optimized. Like I'm just watching like my CPU going up and down and memory just being massive. I mean, just like I think it was taking like six gigs of memory at some points. It's just like for this, this isn't even real time. This is like it's yeah, and so yeah, they but it crashed too. I mean, it it hard locked so often. I was like, yeah, I'm not playing this anymore. I literally can't. I couldn't even finish, like, one single mission, so the way it works is uh, you have explorers, and the setting is sort of like turn of of the 20th century, you know, 1900s, early 1900s kind of uh, setting. But yeah, it's it's kind of like an... It has a very much feel of, like, Indiana Jones, except you have a party. And so, so you go across a map, and there's usually a you have a gold hit by the end of the map and but you have limited supplies you can get some supplies there's a chance but it's kind of random so the maps are set up with a sort of you know random occurrences sure. random sort of situations that pop up you but yeah you have fuel and the fuel is just a straight count of like how many spots can you move some places may give you more fuel but you may just like end up never finding more fuel so the game, so there's a lot of randomness to the game, but yeah, the fact that often when I went into combat, it would hard lock the game. Mm. How I did have to go and like, like, like stop the game. Like I would have to go into like the uh, you know uh, task manager and basically kill the game for it to stop. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So yeah, they might want to take that game and you know and, like actually optimize it because. Wow, it's really super not optimized at all. But yeah, that was a, because I enjoyed the game. Like what I got to play of it, I enjoyed it because I like tactical RPGs. I I've mentioned that many times. But yeah, the fact that it just it won't run. It just and I have a, still have like a pretty good system. Like my computer should not be having trouble with this game, and it is. That's just weird. Yeah, they they should go back and actually try optimizing it. And it's not a super new game. I mean, it's been out for a while. But that was just weird. I was going to say, like, optimization is for future patches. We need you to buy it now in its current iteration. And if it's been out yeah. for a while, eh. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, really poorly optimized. But yeah, it, the hard locks is just like, 
Yup, well, I've tried to go through one single adventure, and I've hard-locked five times. So, I guess I'm done here. But, That's yep. really bad. But wow. Yeah. Yeah, that it was free on the Epic Store. It might still be, but it's like, hmm. I mean, if you can get it to work well in your system, I mean, sure. But it definitely does not work on my system right now. Like, it, it ran fine. Like, there's nothing visually, like, lagging or anything. It just locks up a lot. It's weird, real weird. But other than that, I played another game called Long Journey Home. And I picked it up on the uh, good old game store for, for pretty cheap. And Have you tried mm, out their new uh, God Galaxy thing yet? I know, I know, I'm going to oh yeah. with this. What do you think of it so far? I've really been enjoying it. I like it. Yeah. It just brings all my games into one, you know, one... Yeah. You know, one place that makes it all pretty easy to deal with. I was a little surprised you could link like your PlayStation, your Xbox accounts to it. Yeah, that was interesting. So yeah, I have my Xbox account linked in there because that's I have the one singular game on that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm actually going to get to play some of it because I finally picked up some things to allow me to use a. I have uh, some wireless 360 controllers, so now I can use one of those. I picked up what you have to have, like, you have to have a special, basically, it's a, it's a special receiver for it, but, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I played Long Journey Home, and there's a lot of cool stuff about it, so, Long Journey Home is a, it's a space sim, and you basically are piloting a, uh, you're piloting a ship that's, basically can set off a lo smaller ship and like collect minerals and stuff and do other little little things on a on a uh, planet. Mm. But so one part of it is you kind of you're controlling your flight. So you kind of uh you you like your path basically like whenever you go to try to say orbit a planet like you can actually press a button and it helps you to sort of It'll automatically point you and try to get your velocity correct so that you get in the right orbit. So the cool thing is, it always shows what your where like when you're in the sort of larger ship uh, mode, you can always see where it's going to be going. Like, and then you'll see that change as you maybe go in the opposite direction. Like you turn your ship around in the opposite direction of your movement, and then you fire your you know fire your engine so that you can kind of slow yourself down or just change the direction of your of your trajectory but yeah and then once you get it close to a planet you can basically fall into orbit it's it's actually a pretty decent system i mean for doing that it felt pretty good where it fails is when you actually have to launch a ship for your smaller ship to go and gather minerals on the planet and do other things like that and those controls are dumb. It controls like Lunar Lander. It's like a really dumb version of Lunar Lander. So it's like you have a thrust, but the planets have gravity, but it's like, it's really hard to get it to do anything, like to move where you want it. It's really frustrating, and it burns fuel very quickly. And you have to, and essentially, you have to make sure to keep a certain amount of fuel for your return, like, so you can return back into orbit. And it will tell you, it will tell you, there's a, there is, a, is an alert that tells you when you're getting close to, you know, burning through the fuel that you 
would need to for your ship to make it back into your main ship for your sort of pickup ship. But yeah, it controls really poorly. It feel, it does not feel good at all to control that. So it's like that's where it fails hard. That's the problem is that's like half the game. Yeah, so it's like it uses sort of like tank controls where it's like you press left and right and like and then thrust. And that's how you control the lander. And it's re- it does not feel good. I mean, right now it's uh, it's 90% off on Steam, so it's like give it a, you could give it a try, I guess. It does have mixed reviews. Yeah. I mean, it's so it so you can run out of all so the, the way it works is like the it is one of the types of games where it's like a big open universe and it's procedurally generated so that there's randomized content. But, yeah, it's just like half the game, like I said, the actual lander does not feel good at all to control. It just really feels terrible. <laughs> like, it, which is a shame because the other part, part of the game, the actual sort of orbiting part and trying to get from planet to planet, you can basically even use like the slingshot method to kind of make your fuel go a bit further you know and really kind of use another plant to sort of help throw your ship into you know throw your ship into orbit of another planet so i mean that's really cool and i was i found that fun but yeah the lander is terrible it's so bad i'm like oh this is this is just way frust way more frustrating than it needs to be it, like i said it's just it's lunar lander it, but yeah, it's just it's dumb. It's kind of a dis- real disappointment. So yeah, played two real disappointing games this week. Oh, games okay. that I like. Pathway, I think all in all could be fun, but it's just like yeah, I can't play it. Literally, it won't let me play the game because it's poorly optimized. <clears throat> all right. So outside of that, I watched some more of the of one of the anime that I've been watching. Oh. Uh, case files of jeweler Richard, and now we're starting getting get into Richard's backstory, and that's been interesting. They're starting to reveal bits and pieces of it, just on sort of his interactions with some people from his past, and it's like, huh, like I figured that they're going to do something interesting with his backstory because he is a little mysterious. Like, more than a little mysterious. But yeah, they're starting to dive into that backstory a bit. And it's it's been interesting. And his, and and essentially, like, and his relationship with the person who he hired, this sort of college student that he hired, is also very interesting, too. But yeah, the, yeah, I like where it's going so far. I mean, it's, it's a sophisticated anime. It's a sophisticated show. I mean, it treats like, adult themes with sort of respect and thoughtfulness. Like, that's what I've noticed thus far. It's it's a really good show. and But yeah, it's... it's I like the fact that it's sort of more mature-oriented. It's... it's an, if you're looking for action, this isn't it. It's basically, like, a jeweler detective. But it is fun. I mean, I like it. It has a... It has levity. It's not just all super dour and serious. It has a lot of levity to it. So, yeah, I mean, it's free on Crunchyroll, so, I mean, it's not difficult to find. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was kind of my week. I wish I had fun game news to share, but I just kind of don't. Some weeks' games are bad. 
Yep, yeah. sometimes games aren't as... You know, I, I like to try to play a lot of sort of smaller games and stuff to give them a chance, but... And if truly there was a week for games to be bad, it might be this week. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That, that, was, that was my week, so... Was it time for news? I think it is time for news. Let's just ease you in smoothly to this week of news. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, got announced, and it comes out October 22nd. I think it's going to be real fun. I mean, at least it could be real fun. Yeah, the, re- the remaster remake thing was pretty okay, so... Yeah. For those of you who've never played Crash Bandicoot, this will be your first time. You're going to learn today. I hope they have the same shitty control system that they had <laughs> in the new one, because kids need to learn today. I suspect it'll yeah. be similar to the remastered one, which actually played pretty well. Oh. The disappointment in your voice about people not being inflicted with shitty 3D 2D controls is palpable. It's like re-releasing Ninja Turtles from the NES, but making it fucking with a tutorial and kid, like kid-friendly settings. Like, no, <laughs> fuck that. There, there were games in a generation that fucking whittled away the weakness and only brought out the best in people. Like, you took a lump of coal of a kid who was happy with life, and you shaped the shit out of him with the Nintendo games. Is this a Freaky Friday? Like, did me and Alex change personalities or something? (laughs) I I was not expecting, like, a the the, the pressure creates the diamonds type of rant out of Alex on this topic. It's just Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) No, man, it's more than that. Uh, You know what it is? It's the mustache. I've convinced, you know how when really old school, campy, like, TV shows, when they had an evil clone version of somebody and they always had a mustache? It was a goatee. This is evil... Yeah. Oh, is it a goatee? Well, goatee. Well, I'm getting there. Semi-evil. Uh, th- there was a picture you put up where I, <laughs> I looked at it like, huh, Alex looks like the diabetes guy, and I felt bad for thinking that. <laughs> That's all right. I got that, too. <laughs> I definitely am channeling some, uh, was it Wolfred? Wolfred Brimley. Brimley, yeah. There's definitely some Brimley vibes Have there. you seen the vibe where it's him, like, talking about, like, the cat uprising? Uh, not vibe. Uh, Video that he that someone made a fake video that he re-spliced that to make him like having a robot machine gun leg and stuff like that. It was very weird. <laughs> no. It was him talking about like how you have to kill the cat uprising. It was bizarre. <laughs> it may have been him being in like a fake tra- ad even do it. It was it was something. Mm. Well, moving on from that. We got Super Smash Brothers Ultimate News for you. Um Min Min is the arms fighter coming to Smash. Remember yes, arms? from that very popular series of games. Not even, like, the default characters for that game. It's Min Min, which I guess makes sense. Like, if you're going to pick a character that's probably the least controversially fan-beloved one, it's like, it's fine. It's got personality. She looks good. Looks like an ARMS character. I really hope that character's stupid broken. I, isn't every DLC like character all the other... in Smash broken when they come in? Not yeah. always. I mean, the Piranha Plant was pretty... Eh. That's fair. As part of that same kind of news, we uh, know that Vault Boy from Fallout fame is coming in as a me fighter skin. It was also revealed that just because a fighter is a spirit fighter, like the people you pick up and... How does spirit fight work like in that game? Like, it's... I guess they're going to be like alternations. They might... It doesn't mean they won't become full characters in the future. Which is a good sign. Is it? Like, how would that... Like, what, who would change if they weren't an alt fighter or a spirit fighter? 
<sighs> Actually, you know what? I'm trying to think of who was Spirit Fire that would stand out, but I, I was thinking more of the trophies. Never mind. Sure. Because there's Zero from the Mega Man series who's a, a trophy assist. I would love to see him, like, Assists aren't actual. so. That's what I'm saying. Assists aren't the what I'm talking about. Spirit fighters are like um how you have two Castlevania guys that play more or less the same, but they have slight variations between each other. Yeah. Yeah. The assists are different. They didn't say anything about that. Yeah. No. No. I. I. I, I had confused it with the trophy assist. Yeah. No. I. I also think it's a shame Waluigi isn't a playable character. Why isn't he a spirit character at least? <laughs> While Luigi's still not being the game, has to be one of the greatest fucking trolls of all time at this point. I, I totally get why Nintendo did it. The fan base for that character is weird enough that, like, you're stepping into the Sonic fanboy arena at that point, potentially, where you just don't want that. Well, they already put Sonic in. Yeah, yeah right. Sonic's already in the game, though. Yeah, but Sonic has its whole... It, you bring Sonic in going, we know your fan base is kind of a nightmare. <laughs> Waluigi one and no, please go like it. Nah, it's not weird at all. We're pretty sure it's weird. No, nope, we don't know if it's officially weird or not. La 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 la. Moved on to that though. Uh, Avatar Aang and Korra and Zuko are coming to Smite as Smite skins, not fully playable characters. I believe Aang is going on top of Merlin, who I didn't even know was in that game. Korra. Yes. Uh, who's Korra going on top of? Uh, Scotty. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, because she, I guess, she has, like, a wolf character that helps her in the series. I'm not too familiar with, like, the Korra stuff, because I haven't watched it yet. Sure. But she has, Henry, you've watched Korra, right? Yeah. Okay. Does she have, like, a wolf spirit or something that, like, assists her and follows her? Not really. She's got, like, a polar bear mount thing. Okay, yeah, so that thing. Uh, so Scotty in the game has a... A kind of a wolf slash bear spirit thing or whatever that follows her. So it's mechanically speaking, it it kind of works. So but she's also the avatar and can use and can bend all the elements. Yeah, but. yeah. She's more of a brawler than Aang is, but yeah. So and Zuko showing up as a skin for how do you pronounce it? Susano. Susano, yeah, sword yeah. character, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. He's Lord, the blue of, demon Lord of Storms. Yeah, and they just change the storm just... stuff to fire, so it works. Yeah, but yeah, Ang one being Merlin works really well because in that game, like he already switches between like arcane, uh, fire, like you know, ice stuff like that. So it it, it works really well hmm. for him to be that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it sounds like they actually put some time into thinking about how well it would roll in. Yeah, so. it's because I I thought maybe they're gonna add him as characters at first, but the fact that they superimpose it over like like Ang being Merlin works out perfectly. It's probably one of the best ones. I, well, actually, I think they all really work well. To be honest with you. So, yeah, I do. One of the things they did though is they did add um they have so they have the original skins for like you know Ang Merlin, and then you have you know Zuko and Korra. And then what they do with the battle pass is when you work your way up and get the prestige track done for it. You have, it, like, powered up or, like, stream versions of them. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, like another modified skin for it. So you get, like, normal Aang, and then you get Avatar State Aang. So, and then same thing with Korra. Normal Korra, Avatar State Korra. Yeah, and Zuko's Blue Demon Zuko or normal Zuko. Yeah. Yeah, the Avatar State looks pretty awesome. Oh, why Just couldn't saying. the Korra video game have been better? Yeah. 
Yeah, I played. Uh, I actually talked about having played the Legend of Korra game, and I was like, I don't like this game. Unfortunately, I think but. you played that at my house, like like a extra life thing or something, maybe. I yeah, I don't remember, but I do know that I was like, yeah, I don't like this game. Its combat does not feel good. Yeah, but anyways. Next up, we got Animal Crossing news. Uh, so it's it's kind of a twofold one. We're gonna start off with the weirder part of it, which is. Nintendo officially announced they're kind of backing away from mobile after the, we'll call it traditional version of Animal Crossing has been straight killing it. I guess the mobile stuff has not performed the way they thought it might, and they're right, the mobile offerings have been kind of eh. But yeah, it's interesting to see kind of them get out there and say, yeah, no, real Animal Crossing works a little bit better than the mobile phone version we put out previously, and we're recognizing that. I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but I definitely have played a lot more of New Horizon than I have ever of Pocket Camp. Hmm. And also in a weird way, this news got me to actually look into Pokemon Home because I found the DLC for that game is real good and maybe I'll pick it up at some point in the future. Huh. Yeah. I do want to restart that game so I'm not stuck with the fucking tree grass monkey starter thing for that game. I, I went against my true self and didn't go water starter for life. Hmm. Hmm. No, but at the other hand, uh, so kind of continuing the Animal Crossing news, though, there uh, we have another kind of free expansion coming to that game, and it's, you can actually swim, finally. And that's potentially really cool, because that's definitely one of the weird blind spots of the game, where you have this ocean all around your map, and you can't do anything with it except fish it. So now you can go, you'll be, I think it's what, next month? Like June, early June, not not, not June, July, my bad. Uh but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't really see a date or oh, hold on, July third. Yeah, July third. So. so not long to go at all. Yep, be happening this week. Yeah, and they're adding new stuff to the museum. Like you can dive down and find loot, which will be cool. And that museum, I guess. The animation for diving, I think, is fantastic. It's the blip. <laughs> yeah, no, I I have been continually impressed by how well the free support for this game has gone. I. They just like this pat yesterday was the bug out event, and I think that was a dramatically improved version of the uh what you call it the um fishing event and it's a lot of fun and the fact they keep expanding the museum to keep it relevant I think is a smart thing as much as I'd have loved to have had crazy red out there from the start his addition later on I think made it feel more special like yeah, he found your island now time for the crime faction to move in but yeah this uh, this comes to the new friend uh Pascal the Otter. I'm swimming new DIY recipes. Yeah. You can go diving now. Or you will be able to do soon. Oh, and you get pirate versions of uh, Gulliver, which probably it's some weird nightmare. How many more of these fluff topics can we dance through before we get to the main topic? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to save one in between to kind of be like... Maybe. Yeah. yeah that's not a bad call, because there are two big things to get through. Um... Let's talk about Mixer, Alex. Okay, yeah, let's talk about Mixer. So Mixer was in the news twice this week, um, and the just to kind of put it out there, these two are not related, but it just happens to take place in the same week, which became very oof in the situation. So uh, there was a there was a former. Microsoft Mixer employee uh, who basically 
kind of revealed his experience working at Mixer, um, who, long story short, his boss said a lot of real racist shit. And basically along the lines of things like he's a diversity hire, um, that the analogy for the manager when it comes to streamers is that he's the master, or sorry, she's the master, and all the streamers are, like all the partners for Mixer are their slaves kind of thing. And so things like that, it got reported to HR, nothing ever came of it. And so, yeah, it was... Yeah, something about, like, she can't be racist because she hired a black person is HR's kind of response to that whole thing. It's like, it's a, wow. Yeah, it's a bad fucking situation. So it just, it kind of came on the, the cusp of, like, recently with a lot of companies coming out in support of BLM, uh, this guy kind of went out there and rightfully so calling out companies that, like, oh, you guys are, this is all lip service shit because when we had you know, a black person working there at Mixer, this is exactly the kind of shit you guys would pull. So, yeah, thing, like I said, things about, like, being told, like, hey, he's a diversity hire, or to meet a diversity goal, describing, you know, Mixer partners as slaves to the master of the content manager thing. Like, yeah. So. And then they, they double down... They, they, the manager in particular, double downed on that. I mean, according to this allegation, that they're like, no, like, no, it's perfectly fine. Then looked it up on Google. Google also told this manager, no, also, it's not, not, not cool to use that analogy. But yeah, it's, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, and the crazy thing about that is, after she Googled it, that manager, she told that dude that he needs to work on himself because if he wants to go yeah. in this industry, super you, super gaslighting. Yeah, you need to keep your comments in check. Like what? Yeah, but it, I guess it turns out like was it uh later on after he had left because he quit, like he left Mixer, um, ended up going somewhere else and got a call sometime later from that HR, and that's when they told him that the manager can't be racist because they hired a black person, which is like the. Which is like the corporate version of I have black friends, or yep. I have a black friend, which is, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That never fucking goes well. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and that person still works at Mixer, or at least, yep. you know, they which did. will lead into this. Yeah, they, which will lead into the second one, real quick, on that one. But yes, so, um, but yeah, so for Mixer to kind of go out there and post things like, hey, we support, you know, BLM, and, you know, we're, we're all for it, and then to have this kind of happen behind the scenes is very much one and of those This should be the biggest Mixer news of the week, and maybe of the year kind of thing, because this is unto itself kind of a big, shitty thing to have happen. Yeah, which leads us to part two of Mixer news. So you would think after these allegations came out, Mixer is going to put their hands, you know, they're going to be like, you know what, we're going to put our feet to the ground, we're going to really tackle this issue, and we're going to get this resolved. Again, and, and again, it's like we don't spend a lot of time talking about Mixer because nothing really controversial ever seems to happen on there because, honestly, very few people are on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, lo and behold, uh, shortly a few days later, you think Microsoft and Mixer released an announcement saying they're addressing these issues, right? No, but I know no, it's next. <laughs> Mixer, <laughs> Mixer just happened to be like, hey, guys, we're shutting it all down. Bye. And we're not talking like, oh, we'll be back in a couple of months with new code or we're taking down the site for maintenance. 
nah, this is some fire sale, burn it to the ground, mixer is no more. Hopefully you had um, affiliate status here, because then you can go to fucking Facebook Gaming. Yes. <laughs> so, so, here, so he, let me give you some of these details, folks, because you couldn't make this shit up if, if you wanted to. Uh, so Mixer is suspending its entire service and removing all the streaming integration for the Xbox and stuff like that after July 22nd. So literally in a fucking month. So for those of you who've been kind of like going full-time streaming on Mixer, you now have to figure out what the fuck you're going to do, which is a totally weird-ass situation to be in, especially given the current situation right now. With Also, like, please write in and tell us why the fuck you picked Mixer. I'm kind of curious on that one. I've heard their payoff system actually wasn't too bad. Uh, there I is, mean, there. Uh, I, I partially I was making a joke, but there is some tech behind Mixer that's cool. Like it's it has the lowest latency of all of the streaming platforms potentially. Yeah, plus all the integration into yeah. like Xbox and things like that. But anyway, so let me, let me so let me get a few. So Microsoft never really kind of hit well. Like it was always in third or fourth, even at this point. Like, Not even I never, think like tenth. <laughs> but like so you had twitch always was number one two was youtube and then three i believe was actually facebook believe it or not maybe so I... yeah facebook has definitely worked its way up mixer never really kind of did well so so part of this deal is mixers mixers not being sold to anyone else they're literally just shutting it down so it's not like face because so part of the deal is facebook is offering people who were partner status on mixer to get instant partner status on facebook gaming and they can transition over there um, and get similar, like, match, like so basically honor their monetary contracts as close as possible to what Mixer was offering as part of the deal. That being said, Microsoft did not sell Mixer to Facebook Gaming. Facebook is Facebook Gaming, and they just made a deal to help those partners transition out. So, um, <clears throat> so there's that. Um, but what about the most prominent streamers in Mixer? So you had Ninja, who had a huge contract deal, and Shroud, I believe, was another one who had just a huge exclusive only Mixer contract deal. Yep. You think, well, damn, that's gonna suck. They're done because they they had this like you know X amount of dollars over X amount of years kind of thing. Yeah, no, Mix Ninja and Shroud have had their contracts essentially bought out. So Ninja went to Mixer, what, less than a year ago? Yeah. They're honoring his full $30 million contract, and they're buying it out. Shroud uh, didn't get as much, but they're honoring his full $10 million contract. So those dudes went to stream on another platform for less than a year and are getting million-dollar payouts to get their contracts bought out. So people who laughed at Ninja for heading over to another platform or Shroud, man, you don't you wish you could have gotten X like what thirty million dollars for working a couple months somewhere? Yeah, well, God and damn, it's one of those ones where that thirty million was supposed to be paid out over a span of years. So yeah, like, yeah, no, it's supposed to be over years. Well, it's one of those ones where it's like if Ninja's smart with that money, he never has to stream ever again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's take your ball and go home money potentially at that point. Yeah, and so one of the crazy things, too, is one of the things they, they kind of, like, talked about behind the scenes is that Facebook tried to buy out or try to sign Ninja and Shroud, offering them double what their current contracts were. At least Whoa. that's what I was hearing in the talk. Jesus. So Facebook was offering 
Ninja and Shroud, $60 and $20 million, respectively, in sequence, of course, to have them come exclusive to Facebook Gaming, they both declined, as far as we know right now. I, I think it's one of those ones where leaving Twitch for Mixer for $30 million and $5 million bucks a piece kind of thing, that makes sense. They now have that money. Go back to Twitch at that point. Like any money you're making at that point is like paying the bills money as you figure out how to make that big payoff now work for you long term kind of thing. Like that's in the weirdest way possible the best situation to be in as a streamer where it's like, okay, I have this lump sum living paying actually for my life in the background. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. So there's a couple things I've heard from the rumblings and following like some of the people who do the new stuff like Slasher and whatnot. Sure. And so some of the theories I've heard, obviously, number one, Ninja coming back to Twitch is going to be a very rough patch. Considering the drama that happened with his channel prior to his, like, when he moved. Because I don't know if you remember the drama. We talked about it on the podcast. That was less him causing the drama, though. No, that was Twitch doing, like, recommendations of people yeah. off his channel and then having porn play on it. Yeah, that no, wasn't I, him. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be him. It would be on the Twitch end of things that the problem exists. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be an interesting situation. So I've heard a lot of the a lot of the rumblings of the internet are saying that the most likely uh landing point for Ninja would probably be YouTube at this point. Because YouTube's big enough that he can still get a lot of views and still get good money off of Google. Uh Shroud had a more amicable ending with Twitch. So seeing Shroud come back to Twitch would be more likely. But I don't know. I mean, who knows? Things could be changed. I mean, there's been enough time that, uh, you know, that has that has evolved and they've moved past it and they're doing better. But that's what it looks like right now. But in the meantime, honestly, I mean, especially Ninja and Shroud, they don't have to do shit. They just got paid out fucking $30 million and $10 yeah. million contracts for less than a year of work. They're fucking kosher. They're good. They don't have to do shit. So... Uh, and yeah, and like I said, they turned down their big contracts, so uh, or at least the big Facebook offers uh, from what was behind the scenes. So we'll see. Yeah, I. This is where it gets weird. Like if I was Ninja, I'd try and spin this off into something that's more long, long term attainable. Like you, you have the money now that you could take something like a personality job at IGN or something, and mm-hmm. that might be the smarter call. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Time will tell, I suppose. But yeah, that's our Mixer news of the week. It's... Yeah, so... For those hmm. of you who are... Um... Probably our last... Apparently gonna be maybe our last Mixer news. I don't think <laughs> we're done with this yet. Like, I... Mixer's oh. not gone just yet, and I could imagine, I'm like... So, I'm trying to remember the name of the company Mixer was before it became Mixer, but there was a community that existed that Mixer... that became Mixer, essentially, and... A bunch of that was kind of based on the idea it wasn't Twitch, like it was more intimate, maybe is the right phrase, not like in a uh, pick a plexstorm.com kind of way, but in a, like it, as a smaller community, you had a kind of higher level of interaction between fan and viewer and stuff like that, or viewer and streamer, I guess is probably the correct phrase. I, I don't know. I With what's happening on Twitch this week, and I think what's going to keep happening on Twitch for the foreseeable future, and... I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to have a point where the wheels are finally going to come off this live streaming thing we've been doing for a while now. 
maybe not like a cataclysmic way, but if you told me, like, so we're going to get to in a couple minutes, we get through some other news, but like the stuff happening at Twitch is not going to stop happening at Twitch for a long time. And I'm not saying Amazon's going to look at Twitch and go, we're shutting this all down, but I could imagine they look at it and go, maybe it's time to reevaluate how we go about doing some of this because this is becoming a real annoyance. It's not costing us money, but also like it's, eventually people are going to remember that Amazon owns Twitch and that, like, yeah, we own this incredibly toxic community by accident. Whoops. And haven't been great about policing it previously. Yep. yep but we'll, more on that in a couple minutes. Spoilers, I guess. Um, in other news, Sony is now offering uh, up to $50,000 to anyone who can report security flaws on the PS4. I'm not sure if they're doing something like this previously, but that kind of made the rounds this week. Hmm. We're getting Pokemon Unite. It's basically Dota, but with Pokemon, so get hyped for the most toxic Pokemon game ever. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a no-brainer idea in the weirdest way possible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, you know, a super popular franchise with a genre, or with a not a genre of game that's still super popular. I mean... Yeah, I we don't... I, the one we talk about is Smite, because that's the one Alex plays, and Smite, like, is nowhere near as big as some of the big ones. It's still a fucking big game. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how big the player count for Smite is these days, Alex? Say that again? You happen to know what the player count for Smite is these days? Like, it's it's gotta be at least I, a couple million, right? I don't know for sure. I know it's still behind, obviously, like, League of Legends and Dota. Those also have, like, the player population of small countries. Yeah. yeah. But it's, um... I'm not sure to be honest with you. It's been around for eight years. That's all. That's purely. I was curious. Like that's. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, it's, it's making, not a community that likes it. It's making money because you know when when those games don't do well with high res, they tend to kind of like put them by the wayside, like tribes ascend and all yeah. that. Now, Smite is still actively making them money. So, and it's kind of a pride over at high res, from what I remember. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. I. Uh, Kind of our last bit of, I guess we have a couple more things. Um, my bad. Uh, Facebook has bought Ready at Dawn, the folks behind The Order 1886, a game that if you're familiar with any of our Something Wicked Studios live streams, you may remember as a game that I fucking hated, but also EA Ready at Dawn got bought by someone. Mm. Kind of weird that Facebook's getting into the buying game companies business. It doesn't surprise me. They're going to start trying to do that to get Facebook gaming out there more. Plus, they still have VR stuff, don't they? They haven't gotten rid of that, as far as I know. Yeah, but I think that's they own Oculus. I, I'm not sure I'd think of Oculus as being a major part of Facebook yet. Yeah, but... I mean, it's the it's the Twitch-Amazon situation, where it's one of those ones where, like, a scandal at Oculus won't sink Facebook, but it also, like, if it's enough of a scandal, Facebook may look at it and go, Okay, it's time to chop this dying arm off. Yeah. God, what would happen if Amazon cut off Twitch? I'm not saying they're going to, but like, what would the uh, fallout for that be? YouTube eats it up. See, I'm not sure it would. Like that, those lines seem to have been drawn, I guess, by a little bit, but I don't fucking know. Well, yeah, when you have options, but when you don't that's, have options, no, that's for fair. Streaming, yeah. Vape.tv gets real big. Yeah, vape. <laughs> Here comes Vape.tv or, or Plexstorm, and now you can. Be nude while you stream, so. May the internet never fully discover Plex Storm. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and we have reports. So I guess last but not least, before our next major topic of the week, uh, apparently the Street Fighter V netcode is so bad that players are boycotting the official, or are leaving, I guess, the Capcom Cup because of it. Yeah. So the two players, I believe, were IDOM and who's the other guy? Uh, Metroim. Yeah. Basically, it was so bad that they're like, yeah, no, we can't play, fuck this. And so they, they forfeited their matches. So, yeah. Which is bad. Like, God, come on, guys. There's a dude who modded your fucking roll, like, your fucking netcode to make it easier to play. Just implement that shit, pay that dude a fucking, like, hey, you found a bug, let me pay you for it thing. Yeah. God. Has so. Evo Online started yet? I don't think so, right? Evo Online is, is next month. It's That's what I thought, July. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Evo is always July. But seriously, Capcom, get your shit together. Yeah, come on. Like, obviously, good net code is possible. Well, Several games have it. And I, and I think it's one of those ones where I think starting with the next console generation, I know it sounds like a weird distinction to make, that will be the point where bad net code becomes less accessible. It's not... Sorry, not accessible, um, acceptable. It's not acceptable now, but I think we're going to start focusing on it more and more starting next generation just because we'll now have been online on everything for so fucking long. Like, if Nintendo's next console comes out and still has Switch-level online functionality, that's going to be a problem, finally. Mm -hmm. We can take a hunk of metal and launch it past the moon to the neighboring planet. And with such mathematical precision, land it, communicate with it for years, we can figure out how to fix the fucking netcode. Come on, guys. Well, Alex, it's really simple when you just like, throw something really hard and have a string attached to it, and two cans on either end of that string. <laughs> Netcode's hard, man. <laughs> it actually makes me wonder if like the two strings on a can thing would work in space. I suspect it would still, but... I would imagine so. You're still putting force on either side of the yeah. can. Yeah. Physicists that listen to this podcast, write it and tell us if that's possible. Fuck it. Yeah. I would love to know. Can we avoid our, ma our, our final major topic of the week any longer? Do we have any more news to get through before we get to the 100-pound gorilla? Or 800-pound oh, no. gorilla? <laughs> Let's, I think it's just rip off the bandage, dude. All right, yeah. Uh, there's no good way of starting this one because it's just shitty. But the gaming industry as a whole, most notably Twitch in many ways, just got rocked this last week by a wave of sexual abuse allegations. And yeah, I I think anyone who's been following kind of various platforms for a long time knew this was an inevitable kind of coming at some point. Not because shitty behavior is, being ex is good and should be excused, but because like people were just getting away with shit for way too long and looking at how enforcement has been done across the board on various platforms, depending on your celebrity level, has been a little bit fucked. So, let's start off with the funny part of this, and then kind of wade into the increasingly gross. Uh, so, I think that what actually kind of kicked off this whole bizarreness in some ways was, there's a guy out there suing Twitch for having two sexy women on it. Not two SPWO. Too many. Yes. Too many, yes. Like, sexually suggestive women. Yeah, as and... Is... 
<laughs> as is written in his yeah his I, I, I don't know this guy up. personally but i suspect that anyone who's a woman probably qualifies as too sexy for this guy so it's a real uh, broad player field so yeah. th- 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 this this story is fucking amazing so first not amazing first. good amazing bad like if you're listening to this no. going like will this get me a girlfriend no it won't don't don't do this is no. what we're trying to say it's very bad okay so first of all, this guy, uh, he has previously sued Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and Blizzard, uh, filed a formal complaint which would serve to Twitch as an official summons recently on June 19th. Uh, the plaintiff, uh, who is a... Let me just read you the introduction statement of facts here. So the plaintiff has been a Twitch Prime and Turbo subscriber for years now, who also suffers from depression, OCD, panic disorder, agoraphobia, and Crohn's disease. Uh, because of all this, he heavily relies on the internet for all his entertainment purposes, as many do during this difficult time. Also, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, many people have to stay home for entertainment or quarantine themselves, including the particularly vulnerable children. Uh, as a plaintiff, he only leaves his house uh, for his, I guess, inflectra infusions, having to deal with Crohn's disease. Otherwise, he's on his computer all the time watching Turbo. He suffers from sex addiction due to his obsessive-compulsive disorder, which makes him obsessed with sex and compulsions. Uh, and that Twitch somehow has exacerbated his condition through, off- through the Twitch twisted algorithm, if you will, uh, offering many suggestively, sexually, sexually suggestive women, making it nearly impossible for the plaintiff to watch Twitch without being exposed to sexual content. Uh, on his lawsuit, he also lists, (laughs) he lists a bunch of female streamers, which by the way, if you go to his Twitch page, he follows 786 female streamers and not one male streamer. So what you're saying is this problem might be self-inflicted. Oh Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. 100%. I mean, it's like, I, I'll say this. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it just sounds like a... The suggestion thing is working as intended. That is, since he's followed a bunch of women, it's going to keep suggesting women streamers, I guess. Or at least, I'm not even sure if it can do that. I don't know if the Twitch algorithm actually even does that. So, it usually gives you stuff that's similar to, like, games. Like, that's what I get in my, in my Twitch suggestions. Yeah. Like, hey, here's more retro streamers, because I watch a lot of retro game streamers. It's like, hey... There's more people playing Nintendo and Genesis. And that's all I get, basically. Because that's mostly what I watch. It's like, yep, that that tracks. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's definitely, it's just this weird gaslighting of like, women exist, therefore bad. Oh, it gets, it gets even worse. If you think it's just him watching that, it gets even worse. Apparently, uh... <sighs> So, God, it, there's no fun way to say this, but, like, so he, he, he said he's forced to watch the game category because uh, he can't filter streamers by gender. Um, by gender. Yeah. Um, Twitch also takes advantage of the plaintiff and other sexually addicted viewers by allowing them to subscribe, donate, or pay bits to the women streamers. Uh, so he says he, they, this uses a gratification system similar to what casinos have. Uh, then he lists a bunch of female streamers, uh, including some streamers or some people in the gaming industry, like uh, Christy Pride, who doesn't actually fucking stream. 
it's Twitch's fault she's out there. Yeah. She, she, yeah, it's Twitch's fault that she exists? I mean, <laughs> what? So, Damn you, Twitch Labs. So one of the things they talk about, and they don't actually mention in this article, but I have to tell you because it's, it's just so bad. So the guy bought a fleshlight a long time ago, and he says that because of his obsessive compulsive disorder, he has, and obviously Twitch pandering their filth, if you will, uh, he has used his fleshlight so many times, he has given himself uh, really bad let, sores let, let, on let me, his let me, penis. Let me try the sentence out um, to make it kind of as gross as possible, but also as least gross as possible. Mm-hmm. The man has self-stimulated to a gangrenous point of medical concern in his genitalia region. Yes, yeah, so much so that he has to apply neosporin to prevent it from becoming gangrene, if you will, or whatever. On That's... top of that... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. This person just needs therapy. Like, it just... I mean, it's like... They shouldn't be suing Twitch. There's they a lot of this story be... that shouldn't, but here we are. Yeah, on top uh, of that, he also says that it's embarrassing because um, he says he's obsessive-compulsive. He will watch them for days on end, and his eyes get all bloodshot and red, and having to go out in public with his eyes all bloodshot and red is embarrassing because people asking questions as to why his eyes are all bloodshot and red, it, causing him to be further embarrassed and going back and staying home. In a this situation. is definitely a well, well, well. Here came the consequences of my actions. It's yeah. like, it's just, it's dumb. And I don't want to give any more time to this because it's fucking dumb. I just want to finish this off here. Let me, let me, just, let me just round off here. Cause this a is a dangerous re- turn of phrase for the story. Yeah. So let me, let me tell you about his, his request for relief. What his demands are. Uh, he's asking for an injunctive and immediate cancellation and permanent ban of all the female streamers he listed above along with any other female or male streamers that violate Twitch's own TOS in a similar way, also for the permanent ban of any and all female streamers that are not yet permanently banned for such sexually suggestive content displayed in a lawsuit. Also, he's seeking $25 million in punitive damages to be split between the plaintiff and other Twitch Twitch Prime Turbo subscribers and any monies left to be donated to both COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter charities and funds of the court's choosing. So. My guess, he's adding the COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter charities as a way to be like, hey guys, get on my side. It'll help those charities. Which yeah, is such a scummy the... fucking move. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the whole, the whole thing is scum, and that's why I'm like, I'm done talking about this asshole. Yeah. This one goes back to my, you know how I occasionally said we need to bring back shame? Shame prevents this type of situation. Just throw, th- this is what I'm talking about when I say that sentence. I don't yeah. think this dude has any. Sh- you have to feel shame in order for you to like. I don't think this guy is capable of it at this point. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the <laughs> the inability to feel shame is not something to be celebrated. This it's this is why. Gotcha. Yeah. No. And of course, if anybody's wondering, yes, he's his own lawyer. But of course. <laughs> well, and if if you're sitting there going like, "Man, Charlie, you wound up real hard for just a fucking terrible." Uh, what's the right word? A frivolous lawsuit story about Twitch. Is that all you got on Twitch? No, here's the actual serious story now. Uh, yep. I don't even know where to start on this one. You've been following it closer than I have, Henry, so maybe you're better off leading in. But top-level version of it is that a shit ton of medium-to-big streamers 
how you look at either got banned or finally got banned for a mix of ongoing kind of violations of the terms of service, shitty behavior, and just kind of stuff that you'd like people to be held accountable for across the board. Uh, yeah, it's like they've been very, you know, uh, inconsistent from the outside, but consistent in that they won't punish people that are making them money. Yeah. Basically, is what it comes down to. But yeah, and the yeah the ban hammer finally came for big names like Doctor Disrespect. That like we've all been sitting here on this podcast for in some cases like over a year at this point, going, when the fuck is some of this shit going to catch up with people? So so he okay. The Doctor Disrespect one is really interesting, and I'll tell oh, you yeah. why. So the, so okay. So before we get into the uh, Doctor Disrespect, I don't want to take away from the the sexual assault allegations one because. The thing with Dr. Disrespects is nobody knows why, and we'll get into that in a second with his whole thing. No one um, knows why in a bunch of these, too. Like, there's an ongoing narrative of, holy shit, like, what finally got them? Well, I mean, well, yeah. so who else got, who else got, uh, well, this, they address sexual abuse allegations of permanent banned pledge, but who's, who's been banned as a result of those allegations from Twitch? Because I've seen that people have been getting dropped from their, like, stream groups like offline tv uploaded a streamer there's the uh online streamers group which is dropping a bunch of streamers or people have left and things like that but i don't think anybody's actually been banned as far as i know they no they're starting to yeah well, okay. I mean, they're and yeah, that's that's some other news that i have but i mean yeah so the, i guess since we'll just dabble on that because we need to go into the, all these other ones so dr district's banning is very odd because no one knows why Dr. Disrespect doesn't know the official reason why. Twitch has not put out the official reason why. No one knows. So there are very few people in the know who apparently are aware of what's going on. Particularly one of the guys who reports his name, he goes by Slasher. I believe his name is. He's a pretty big name in, in like news gaming reporting. Mm -hmm. He knows and he says it's not, people thought it was DMCA because he plays, you know, a bunch of music in the background, but he confirmed yeah. it's not DMCA. It's something far more serious. I think it's finally that um, whole live streaming from the E3 bathroom thing coming home to roost. Yeah, because that was That's actually super on. illegal. Like, super illegal. Like, properly super illegal. And that sh that's supposed to get you kicked from the platform. But there again, I think this is... I really think that the only reason he's finally kind of getting it is because of all the other things that are coming out. And Twitch is like, alright, we need to clean up now. Like, it's like, this This is, like, the eight, the PR on this is out of our control, and, yeah, like, I think it's just a case of, he's finally being banned because of everything else that's happening, and they're like, yeah, we just actually need to cut off from this person, finally. But yeah, it's, I really do think that if, I, on the other hand, I think that if all this other stuff about Twitch, which we're about to talk about, didn't happen, I don't think he would have seen the ban. Hmm. I, uh, I really do think that. I think this is just a a very belated, you know, series of you know serious allegations. So, because the internet is the internet, I found a very interesting theory. Conspiracy. I'm going to call it conspiracy theory because there's not a lot of meat on this, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. There, the the big meme was like the Shugite, Shugnite, or, or some sort of weird rock. People were like memeing at first, but somebody went out there and posted this and it just seems with the timing of what's going on uh not necessarily the timing with sexual assault allegations but apparently the fact that mixer's shutting down 
The big kind of like hidden quote-unquote conspiracy theory is that Doc Shroud and Ninja were in talks about launching a new streaming platform or some shit like that uh, that was going to be approached with Spotify with Google, is the theory. Obviously, there's no actual meat on the bone because, of course, it got leaked on everyone's favorite website, 4chan. So, and when I say that, I mean that, obviously, take it with a grain of salt, but... Uh, maybe um, they are. I... Who knows, but apparently, like, if, if that's the case, due to the fact that they talk about, like, since he's an active contract with Twitch, perhaps it's lawsuits. Whatever it is, it's got to be legal standpoint. They're, like, did you guys happen to watch his last stream or, like, the last couple minutes of his stream before he ended it and his channel disappeared? Nope. It's, it, it's, it's a little eerie. Like, yeah. So. Well, explain, I guess. So in the last thing, he kind of starts playing like a, he, he, he's like, I guess he's showing a Roblox video because it's something he's going to play soon. He looks like he gets some sort of message on his phone. You can hear his wife in the background. And it, all of a sudden, his like mannerisms and all that stuff just kind of change. So people thought for a while, it's like the police showed up to his house, mm. potentially. So don't know. But then again, like it just kind of like, hey, thanks for being on stream. Says some shit about like, hey, we're going to get through this. And then, like, kind of goes like, oh, fuck. And then, like, cuts the stream. So it's kind of an odd kind of situation there. But, yeah, whatever, basically, whatever is going on is serious enough that it's not DMCA. And people are uncomfortable with sharing the news as to why. But it's something, it's got to be something legal standpoint. So Well, I think it's one of those ones where, like, if you take a step back and look at the various stuff we've talked about the last year up till this point, I'm not talking just 2020, but, like, maybe this is the first round of the um, COPA stuff coming to roost. Oh, yeah. That, too. Well, they said it wasn't DMCA-related, though. COPA's not DMCA. What would COPA fall under? Is that, like... Copa's no, COPA's its own thing. Yeah, COPA's its own thing that's much scarier in some ways. Um, yeah, I've, I've meant, we've talked about it at yeah, length I've, before because I'm very aware of it because, you know, working as a teacher, it, you're, you, have to be, you have to be completely aware of what, what the law means and everything about it. And essentially it's all about just, you know, you're not allowed to keep any information on minors is, yeah. re- is really what it boils gotcha. down to. But okay. as part of that, like, where it applies to stuff like Twitch and YouTube is you can't you can't advertise to minors either. And mm-hmm. if and it, it's this is kind of where it gets a little subjective. If Copa can prove your content, whether you intended it or not, appeals to minors and will reach more minors than I guess your intended audience, they're within their kind of very vague rights to go after you. And the cost of them going after you is like Copa's a good thing. Copa's power and scope and kind of vagueness is also dangerous, though. Like, it's... Yeah. Gotcha. Like, Copa it's, it's already perfect. kind of... And we talked about it yeah. when it came in, you know, as far as YouTube, basically being, like, passing the buck on responsibility and saying, well, you know, if your content happens to be judged as, you know, appealing to children in any way, then, yeah, we could demonetize you essentially, is what it comes out and, to. And, like, again, to use the examples that were kind of most prevalent back then, video games may be okay, because most people are streaming teen and M-rated games, which, in theory, put you beyond the Copa realm. But, like, if you were a Lego channel or a Minecraft channel, mm-hmm. then you might be in real trouble. Mm. Yep. Because those are, on paper, 
to things intended for kids. Like anyone that makes a living streaming an E-rated game is potentially at risk. Yeah. But also like just it's like if you stream Pokemon, which I think Pokemon is rated E for everyone, but like Destiny, it's a teen rated game hypothetically, but if it has enough of a kid following and you're not like distinguishing yourself separately, you could be in trouble. Yeah, it's really yeah, as far as it's it's really weird the way that it has that vagueness and like, you know, if it appeals to children, it's like some of the stuff is like clearly like if you're I don't know talking about like like Ben Ten or something, you know, yeah. like that's clearly for children. But it's like when you're talking about like Destiny Two, it's like, you know, sure, I'm sure some kids play it, but it's like I know not, kids play it. Yeah, it's just yeah, it that, and that's where it kind of gets into you know I don't want to go. Yeah, we, we have an entire episode on this. I think it's like five, ten episodes back. If you want to dig it up, I can try and figure it out and put it in the show notes too later. But yeah, it's it could be this. It like it could be the fact that like there was some weirdness a couple year like a year or so back when Doctor Disrespect's channel got shut down. It could be the bathroom thing. Finally, like someone's finally getting around to actually acting on that because well, we've had plenty of shit going on between now and when that happened last year. It's yeah. But that's the crazy part, is when it comes to Dr. Disrespect's band, no one knows. Well, and I think we're never going to fully know on any of these. Like, the shat... Like, well, alright, so... Maybe not all... I, I, don't yeah. th- I, don't, I kind of... It could be the case that no one knows, but I feel like oh, Dr. Disrespect knows. knows. Yeah. I well, feel like Dr. Disrespect probably knows, but he doesn't want to say. Yeah, well, that, And there's he, reasons why he wouldn't. Well, there's legal I mean, reasons why he wouldn't say. He tweeted I mean, recently that Twitch has not given him an official reason as to why the channel was closed out. So, well, well, on the other side, I do know that Twitch does things like that and get and is completely opaque on their decisions. They're kind of notorious. And part for doing of their terms of well. services, they can totally get away with it too. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But yeah, I, so we. I don't think we'll ever really know unless maybe we will. Like it's. I, Maybe we will, maybe I'm more saying it's like there's too many channels being hit by this for us to ever fully know the exact story of what happened on a case-by-case basis. But if you kind of take the, this is me hand-waving a bunch and kind of generally, definitely generalizing it, like if you take a broad look at just kind of using Dr. Disrespect as an example, the potential list of things he could have gotten in trouble for is actually kind of long in the terms of service area, down to, like, technically the spreading of misinformation about COVID. Like, if you ever shared a conspiracy theory on your Twitch channel during a stream, depending on which conspiracy it was, that actually might be a violation of terms of service. Mm. Down to, like, yeah, if some video footages, or if some video or tweets or texting or email chain surfaces of you being just a real fucking heel of a human being that also violates that hypothetically like the term like, yeah the terms of service for these types of platforms are vague enough that they can get a, it's not even getting away with it like it's more just ter- choosing to enforce as opposed to kind of yeah selective cool enforcement yeah. is has been a real issue at twitch i mean we're, we're we've kind of talked about this before but yeah um but yeah let's i let's go into the bigger topics because yeah. i think uh, so, <clears throat> if you know, uh, for those that maybe don't know or maybe haven't been reading the news, a whole wave of allegations have been made against major streamers on Twitch for sexual abuse. And normally, wouldn't and, dive too much into 
Twitch drama, but this is not Twitch drama. This is gaming news bullshit at this point. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's so concentrated at this point. I feel like it's it's surpassed the normal rule of just Yeah, my, my general rule is once something escapes Twitch and becomes kind of a larger topic and or when enough of a gaming media kind of platform is affected, that's when you talk about it on this podcast and we're definitely at that point and then some. Oh yeah. Do we have a full list of all the people that are potentially fa- that are facing bans or potentially facing bans, or is it kind of just well, not not facing bans? We just have a list of the people that have been uh, that are being yeah that have been accused. And so, if you go on Kotaku, you can find the list. And well, essentially, and it's also a uh, article on Medium, so that which you can also check out and has a longer sort of listing of basically a, a collection of all the different names and stuff of people that have been you know named in it but yeah it's you know and yeah for one thing it's still allegations and we'll still like make that you know make that clear that only some of this uh, some of the cases have been sort of admitted so yeah we we um, have to throw down for kind of legal and self-protection reasons a lot of allegedly for this section yeah and so one of them is a a prominent streamer named uh, Syndicate, and essentially he's he's gotten in trouble before, but before it was kind of for advertising a scam site. Yeah, the gam- if you guys remember the CSGO Lotto drama a couple years ago, Syndicate was one of the two people involved in that whole yeah. fiasco, if you will. Um, yeah, and I believe um, actually Syndicate had posted a response uh, Kind of denying what had happened, I believe. Yeah, Not categorically the- denying everything, essentially. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, another one. Say no to rage. A Destiny Destiny streamer. Yeah, also the Destiny the, the Destiny aspect of this has been all types of a little bit fucked too. But we're not going to sidetrack into that. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah. This. So, a couple of people have actually accused, and so this is one of the people that have been accused. That a few more than one. And like several people have accused, and brought came out with stories about essentially, yeah, sexual harassment to to you know some to more physical levels than others, and yeah, it's it sounds real bad. Yeah, yeah, it's apparent. But the thing is, uh, he uh, this one this. This particular streamer actually came out with, uh, basically, with an apology video, so kind of admitted it. There are a few streamers that have come out and said, "Yeah, you know what? I was very inappropriate." There's actually a few in the WoW community, like that I was hearing about. Like one in particular, there's a guy who does uh, raid videos and stuff like that. His name is uh, Bay from Final Boss. I guess he had come out, and it was really scummy the way his kind of happened. Um. I don't think it's listed on here, but he, so essentially he kind of couldn't keep his hands to himself and sexually assaulted uh, a girl that was staying with him in a hotel room kind of thing. And I guess when all this stuff started popping up is when he finally decided to message her and apologize. And she had already moved past it, I guess she had said. But after he had come out to apologize preemptively, she's like, no, fuck that dude. He's only apologizing because of everybody getting called out now. And then she put out and tweeted what he had done kind of thing. And so, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he, that guy's a shitty fucking person. Yeah, I, 
on one hand, I get the perspective that, like, doing the apology videos is an admittance, I guess. My always reaction to them is, you're doing this because you got taught, or you got caught and are being told to do this kind of thing. This is, like, they never come off as sincere to me, I guess. Like, there's always kind of a certain amount of, well, this is what you do when you get in trouble, finally. Like, it's, it always comes off as, like, the five-year-old apologizing for being a five-year-old, despite the five-year-old being kind of doing, doing something shitty. It's like, sorry. Oh, yeah, well, no, it's like, it comes off a lot as, uh, a sorry I got caught. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely, idea. yeah. And actually, if you don't mind, I want to give a prime example of the I'm sorry I got caught scenarios right now. Um, have you guys heard of a guy named Method Josh? No. So Method Josh was officially banned from Twitch a couple years ago. Okay. But he's one of the he's one of the one of the healers for Method, I believe he was at the time. Um, so apparently, what goes on with him is a lot of his stuff involves minors uh, in the UK and things like that. So um, it seems like he. So it's a weird situation because he's been banned from it before. Method knew he was involved in an investigation of what of allegations against him years ago. And they even have like obviously the internet found clips of like when he starts talking about certain stuff. Yeah. The people on the show are like, hey, 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 you're live, you're live, you're live, you know, kind of thing. So it becomes this whole really fucked situation with these guys because it essentially seems like they're kind of shielding him, if you will. Despite the fact that he is a shitty person and openly has admitted to using Twitch to kind of like, or to like Twitch and streaming and the platform to basically lure girls in to do shit he does or whatever kind of thing. Like, it's a real fucked situation with him. And um, it, go ahead, sorry. Well, I, I think the important thing to point out here, and actually the, uh, the Kotaku article talks about it, is the idea of power dynamics. Of what that means in in the in the case of you know yeah, like in abuse a, allegations in, in and a stuff. broader larger media sense like the topic of grooming has been in kind of scumbag news lately yeah yeah and so power dynamics which uh, simplest way to talk about you know to describe power dynamics is some people have power some people have less power and sometimes people with power will abuse their position and yeah. will because they'll end up being you know, not only will they have a position which allows them to sort of kind of have power over people who are, you know, not as popular, not as well paid, or, you know, just not less famous, but also they'll they'll be covered up for and people will defend them. So there's a there's a real power imbalance there in this yeah. type of power dynamic. It's yeah, it's so yeah, I guess just to kind of round it off, uh Method basically had a lot of a lot of their team and organizations and people who work with them just be like we're done we're gone and method being one of the world first skills that was competing in wow and all that is essentially basically it's gone they're dead at this point because almost half the raid team is left uh do this stuff the leader i guess method was supposed to be putting out a statement but just to show you the level of scumminess of whoever is running the stuff over at method they went live with a thing saying they were going to have a statement out shortly and streamed for a couple of hours with a black screen and kept running two-minute ad uh, ad cuts in between. So they basically ran commercials during their, like, hey, this is our, we're going to be putting out a statement soon. Which is just super fucking scummy. Like, they don't, they, I don't even think they even put out a statement. But eventually, I guess, they finally said something. 
they severed their ties, but it, a bunch of people internally in Method were like, fuck this, we're gone, like, this is not fucking cool. Um, but it's just, this dude, this dude is a proven scumbag, and it's not like it's one person. There have been multiple accusations against him before. There was an investigation that never ever happened, or that investigation that happened, but nothing came of it. But it's just, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's also touched the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, speedrunning community, which, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with that. I'm kind of watch, watch a lot of speedrunning. I do a little bit myself. And one in particular, like, case, kind of, people got reminded of it again, but John Carls has been permabanned from GDQ events for a while now. And that was, like, it, it, there is there is a lot of, this is something that pretty much, I mean, I'm not even sure if we can say alleged, because I think it, I'm just, I think at this point it's just like, yeah, it happened. But in any case, I mean, this is, this is wide-ranging, and... This you know this touches every gaming community, which just says there's a problem here. There's a real problem, and there and it's a problem that happens whenever you have these power dynamics in play, and you have people willing to sort of act on them. But also when you have sort of a silent party like Twitch, that doesn't tend to do a whole lot of any investigation, and and they're very sort of light-handed. And I can kind of understand why to a certain extent, like acting on every accusation. We can't really have that happening, but when it's sort of like a pattern of behavior that's what we have a record of, that's, you know, like a video record of, or like a, a lot, in some of these cases, messages between people, it, Twitch should have been acting on this years ago. Well, and I, I think it's important to kind of, not like, this isn't unique to Twitch, like, this issue no. has always existed kind of as far back as media goes, the difference being Twitch and YouTube and kind of this new era of celebrity brings about a level of access that brings these problems into much more problematic areas and much wider spread. Like in many ways, you like in many ways, like teenagers have never had this much access to someone they probably look up to and idolize for better or worse ever. Yeah. And vice versa. The access is obviously it goes both ways at this point because it's just streaming. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of stories, a lot of stories have come out, and that's the thing, it's like, once one, you know, a few stories start to come out, it started, causes a torrent as people feel, you know, empowered to sort of tell about their stories, and, you know, willing to tell their stories. And they're getting, you know, you know, we get through the disclaimer that, you know, the majority of these are still allegations that are still being investigated, but at least in a few cases, as we've seen, the people have admitted it. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, the, uh, a person that was head of a, sort of a, so, if people aren't aware, there are agencies that basically pay people to stream. You you be, so part of your income actually comes from this other agency that kind of, you know, uh, pays you to stream, and they get their money usually from yeah. advertising and other things like that, but in any case, yeah, uh, the online performers group, group Mm. is the CEO, now the former CEO of it, uh, got basically admitted it. Yeah, like, he basically the person stepped down from their position. Like, they they stepped down. They weren't fired, per se. They actually left. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it basically admits it, admits that it happened in this case. So, I mean, that's sort of a... Didn't, you know, they're again, like, 
Yeah. Uh, it's sort of a, it's a weird statement why the, the person put for leaving. And it does seem like, uh, there's probably some guilt, actual guilt there, you know, but, you know, this person kind of put a sort of not saying a lot type of statement, like, you know, basically more talking about their response to the original Twitter post rather than the allegation itself. So, yeah, uh, at least one streamer that I know has left OPG over it, uh, Professor Broman, uh, who I've met before and I've and I've watched and I watch, has left the group over this. But yeah, um, yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, this is the thing. It's like this has been an issue. I mean, there again, it's an issue at any time there's a power imbalance. I mean, well, we've, yeah, I, there's I, the I, I Hollywood... To it. Like, it's important to emphasize this isn't like, oh, this is a new thing. No, this has been going on for quite some time. It's just finally kind of bubbling to the surface. I think that's like, if there's yeah. one takeaway from this, it's that this isn't a new problem. You just might be learning about it for the first time. Yeah. And, and this yeah. is this is like a thing that happens, unfortunately, in every kind of aspect of like wherever there's a power hierarchy, there's people who can take advantage of it. I mean, you hear about it all the time in fucking companies, like you know, private organizations, things like that. It's just now this is like the gaming edition of it, which uh, is just to, to quote one of my friends actually on this one's. If it's such a stereotype, a genre of porn exists for it. It's not a joke. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but actually, it's funny you mentioned the power, di power dynamics on this, because it wasn't just streamers. Nope, One of yeah. the accusations that came out was actually the Twitch account director of Strategic mm -hmm. Partnerships, Hassan Bakhari, uh, has yep. actually been accused of sexual assault, sharing nudes without consent, and abusing his power at Twitch. So, it's, I will say, I've seen Twitch talk about the closing channels of people who've been accused and all this stuff. I have yet to see Twitch put out something actually about their own fucking stuff. It's much more complicated when it's an internal person. You can't just cut off their channel. Like, it's... Yeah. yeah it, to, to do something about that is to admit wrongdoing, and I think... Again, based on what I've heard about Twitch from people that have worked there and kind of just some conversations I've had, it's Riot-esque. Yeah. Well, but, but one person that did basically find themselves banned already, uh... Bless RNG, which is a, it was a global Twitch emote. It's gone. Yeah, I mean, like for some the, of some... that that person's yeah, that person had a global Twitch emote. That's gone. That's actually gone off of the servers now. That emote is no more. Yeah, that I person think, has been is gone. I, I think yeah. tackling the problem of allegations against an internal Twitch actual like staffer that has a position versus just how you handle a streamer that's becoming problematic. Those are two completely different conversations. Like it's oh yeah, it's different. It's a different contract. Yeah, but I will say though, the thing that bothers me in this whole scenario is that Twitch put out a thing saying they're going to look into all the streamer stuff. I don't think they've even released a statement saying they're looking into the allegations. Oh, well, you can't. That's Not the problem. Even that. Like to to release a statement is to admit <sighs> at least publicly the potentiality of guilt. Like this is the normal way you handle this. Like you lock it down and don't say anything you have a story to spin kind of thing like it but also like to go back to our kind of power dynamic conversation this guy potentially has far-reaching things and mm -hmm. it could open twitch up to a variety of lawsuits that oh yeah if you have them all linked back to someone that they prove 
has problems with kind of how he abuses authority. Like this potentially puts you in a situation where and this is I got this is pure speculation. This is not me saying this is not factual, but like based on this guy's based on the allegations this guy's facing and based on this type of thing, you can paint a world where like maybe one in a hundred female streamers that made affiliate status basically goes I was approached at one point by this guy being like, hey, how badly do you want to be affiliate? That's an extreme mm-hmm. kind of hypothetical, but like, I don't think it's that, like, when you compare well, against the existing allegations, it's already a little bit fucked. Yeah, and they actually, like, the person accusing him goes into it if yeah. you if you read their twit longer. Yeah, that's where I'm, it's, that's where I'm extrapolating yeah. from, kind of thing. It's, the pattern of what's being alleged in this instance definitely hints at, like, how badly do you want this job type of, type of behavior? Yep. And there again, that's abuse of a power dynamic. Yep. And yeah, so, yeah, these some of these allegations are really, I mean, they're just, it's, I hate to say that it's not shocking. Yeah. No, it, you know, I, I hate yeah. the fact that, you know, I actually have to say, like, yeah, I mean, it's never happened around me. It hasn't happened to anybody I know. I'm, I think that's in part because, um, really sort of not a joiner <laughs> of groups in general, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, but the thing is, it might have happened to somebody I know, I yeah. just haven't seen them talk about it, because people don't feel empowered to talk about these things a lot of the time. Like, you know, it's like, if you got an anonymous thing of people to raise, basically, virtually raise their hands if they faced sexual harassment, it's like, Almost every single woman will have their hand up, and that's 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 real bad. Yep. And it's yeah, but I hate to say that's like. But the thing is, we know, like you've mentioned, like these things happen in anywhere that there is a power imbalance. I've watched Twitch. Like that. That's the problem. Like it'd be one of these things if I'm sitting here being like Twitch. You mean that good wholesome platform? No, I. No. <laughs> the shit I've said on Twitch is bad. Like, it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't offensive, but, like, I tag my streams explicit because I know who I am kind of thing. Like, it's me playing like Animal Crossing and talking about serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll curse or talk about mature subjects. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's real bad. I mean, these allegations are serious. Like, some of them extremely serious. Like, uh, there's been a lot of anonymous, uh, there, there are several kind of anonymous stories of the people not wanting to actually say who the accused are, which, there again, one of the reasons that they kind of may keep it anonymous is so that, you know, they don't, like, they don't basically get lamb-blasted with the person's fans who will just heap hate on them, and because we know this happens too. Well, that's one of the bigger problems on top of that too, like, it's the we have too many examples of fans because they have built some type of identity around a streamer of some kind, just going after people that like did not deserve to be defended, kind of thing. Like it's just like we've seen people's lives get ruined. Yeah, by mob mentality. Yeah, like it's 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 a sticky situation. Sure. Yeah, and so Twitch is you know basically they've been forced to put out a statement saying that they're going to they're investigating. And they are going to hand out some permanent suspensions, permanent permabans. And, but I mean, that's the thing, it's, they should have been, 
more serious about this all along. They just hadn't been taking any of it seriously. Well, Especially when it came to major popular streamers. And, and they, they, am, they were making money. I'm really curious what broke the camel's back finally. Because there has to be something that opened up the floodgates on this. Because, like again, like this isn't a new problem on the platform. I'm assuming it's existed in one way or another. Like To the point where like a couple years back they had to update their terms of service. So I could, like, we get it. There's too many titty streamers on this platform. We are getting into trouble because of this. Yeah. I mean, it's... But the thing is, that's been used as a hammer against streamers who, you know, that that weren't. But they just, they got, you know, people complained on them saying that, oh, this is a sexual content stream. But it's actually not. It's just been used as a way to bully and harass uh, female streamers. And that goes back to my point of, like, we've seen just how well this goes over every time the topic comes up. Yeah. Shittily. Yeah. So, uh, I'll have to say to Twitch is, it's about fucking time. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, and that's that's what I hate. It's like, to get some of these companies to actually start taking action on this stuff, you have to drag them over the fucking coals. You just have to drag them hard until they start to deal with it. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing where we're, where the there there has to be a continual sort of public shaming of companies until they do something about this. They should just be doing something about this because that's what they're supposed to do. I mean, you know, uh, and I, you know, I I guess we can kind of roll into this to yeah, a certain I, extent. You more know, on but this is more all, on this as it kind of continues to evolve and time goes on. Definitely, like this is just yeah. the start of this. Expect to hear about this. For several weeks, probably going forward, kind of thing. Who knows? We'll keep yeah. it posted whenever kind of big news happens in this. Uh, but so, like, this isn't the only source of allegations this week. Uh, Ubisoft had some problems. Insomniac Games had some problems. I, it's part of me wonders if this has to do with people actually starting to return to the office, and just kind of like, oh shit, that's a problem here, right? I forgot about that because I've been home for three months. Yeah, I mean, so it's multiple employees at Ubisoft, yeah. and uh, and two executives have been suspended over it, pen- pending, I guess, L- you know, investigations and such. But I mean, that's that's what makes it all the worse. But these are executive level people. That means it's definitely people that are in a position where they could be abusing their power. So I mean, that's that just makes it. It's really bad when it's, you know, people at sort of the top level of the company. Yeah, for, for reference, we'll use names now. Um, Adrian Gibbinge? Oh, I'm probably butchering that. A.K.A. Esco Blades. Uh, the company's kind of brand manager. And uh, the, the public uh, relations director, Stone Chin, are the people that have been, are the two kind of high rankers that have been Oh, the what people that have, it's actually two different people oh, that were totally actually suspended. Names. So we have more. So I'm just saying that there's more. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Francois and Maxime Bellan, uh, they've been, those are the two executives, high-level executives, that have actually been uh, suspended over the uh, accusations. And I'm guessing they're suspended pending an investigation of some sort. Sure. Um, they've, they apparently have, Ubisoft has apparently t- 
take it on some outside law firms, not just their internal law team to look into this stuff. So that's when you know it's serious. Yeah. yeah so there's there's something seriously bad and wrong going on here. So yeah, yeah. There's there's an, uh, the names just keep coming here. There's another one, uh, Anton Edmund Edmund. I mean, there's. Yeah, I mean the fact that that they've already suspended two executives—that's real, really serious. Because companies, because of the power of these, you know, the people, that's really uncommon. That means some of these allegations are extremely serious and very possibly true. Uh, you know, there again, they're allegations still, and they're in, being investigated. But they've suspended executive level people. That's really serious that's super serious that's not just something done lightly it's it's rare when we see executive level people sort of you know really taken to you yeah know. the last one we've heard about was riot yeah and so but the thing is i mean they the there again the bad sort of pattern here is people in power people especially at the upper levels of you know higher levels of power the upper echelons being uh, Facing allegations, so I mean, it'll to, to kind of roll into that. You know, Insomniac has responded to allegations about you know abuse and th- you know a culture of harassment, as it's being called at Insomniac. Where there again, it's just we've been reporting on it's it's it's. I don't even know how to describe it. my feelings about it. It's just like. Exhaustion and frustration yeah, that you know. A number of gaming podcasts I have followed over the years have shut down because they got sick of essentially rehashing the same story every couple months. And I'm not saying we're gonna shut down for that reasons, but there definitely is kind of a weird because we have to. We're a little bit more aware of it, I guess, because we're actively following these stories. I have in our mm-hmm. backgrounds. I. It's a, it's just exhausting how often this kind of cycle seems to repeat itself. Just not from a like. It's bad that we're covering it. Just from a like, why the fuck will people not learn from others' mistakes? Please, be better people. Well, you know, and just you know, and for the companies in charge to take these allegations seriously yeah. as they happen, not to let them pile up and happen all at once. Yeah, and that's and that's what's been happening here. It's like it's like they finally get so many cases going on that they're forced that they, we have to there again drag them, drag these companies over to actually taking these claims seriously with the level of seriousness that these claims deserve. And there again, like, it's not to say that all the claims are true. That's why we're still calling them allegations, but they, the fact that all these companies have obviously let this stuff just sort of keep sliding and keep sliding, and then finally, when they're super called out on it by multiple, like, you know, a whole slew of allegations that we finally get them to take it seriously. You should have been taking it seriously all along. Why weren't you taking this seriously all along? So obviously you haven't been. It's 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 maddening. And you know it, and and we're and what's bad is, is like we're we're only talking about, you know, the gaming side of things, you know. We're not it's like and the fact that this comes up so often just within the realm of gaming is yeah. very, very frustrating. Very, very kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it's saddening and frustrating and yeah, everything. Yeah, it's disheartening it's, at a minimum. Yeah. 
And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, at the very least, it seems like people are feeling a bit more empowered to speak out and to say something, you know, to actually, you know, kind of discuss their stories and bring it out into the open. Which is good. But it's, it sucks that they had to do this, yeah. that they had to put out into the open. Because you know what? Sharing an abuse story, that's not, it's not a fun thing to do. It doesn't make it automatically better or anything like that either. No. It's, 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 so it takes a tremendous amount of, like, courage for the people that have, you know, faced abuse to come out and talk about these very, very stories that they still are wearing scars from in many cases. And it's a small industry where it's not like you can get, like, just change states and get away from it. Like, it's, yeah. This type of stuff, unfortunately, kind of seems to follow you around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... <sighs> I guess, do we have more to go over on this topic, or is it time to close the news out? We have I think I think definitely given it to do at this point. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, that does it for news this week. Uh, not great stuff to talk about. I, I know, again, people like coming to this podcast for upbeat zaniness, and I hope we have some upbeat zaniness now for you in our email section to bring you back up and leave you off on at least some form of a high note. Thank you all for writing in who did. You wanted to write into us, though, Alex. How would you go about doing that? Uh, very simple. You would go uh, to the internet uh, and pull up your email client if you're choosing, and in that client, uh, in the two column, you would simply fill out wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Henry? That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's the phrase I say after the second person says the email address, Alex? Uh, spells and sounds, downs in the show notes, etc., etc. Yeah, you got it right this week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got three emails this week. We're going to start off with the one from uh, Susie in East Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that out of you, too. That's what they wrote in. Oh, that's good. Hey, Wicked Awesome Cast. Charlie's renewed Destiny talk reminded me of some ex- uh, of some exploit involving Destiny that you could make via Stadia, which reminded me Stadia exists, which reminded me that both Charlie and Henry have actually spent expensive time using Stadia, which made me realize that no one has mentioned Stadia in a while. I'm assuming Henry's still using that NVIDIA thing, but I'm curious if anyone's looped back on- to the original OG cloud gaming machine. Uh, that's a, I that's have a not. <laughs> I think the app is still on my phone that I log into every once in a while. I've I think that extra, like, three months of premium they were giving me expired on me ever using the service again, so that's the answer. I do have a funny Stadia story. (laughs) So uh, my wife was out in the garage getting some stuff for me, and she sent me a text being like, hey, um, why is there a random Xbox controller out in the garage? And I'm like, that's a Stadia controller. She goes, oh, that explains why it's out in the garage. I'm like, yeah, it knows what it did. (laughs) That's how we treat Stadia around this house, apparently. Out in the garage now. Um, I haven't touched it. Like I, I don't have a need to touch it because I'm home and my computer works and all that jazz. I, you've been pretty happy with the Nvidia one. Like, and to be fair, that thing works fucking great. At least for playing Destiny, as best I can tell. Yeah, I mean it's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I still have the Stadia account, but it's like I haven't played on Stadia since basically GeForce. Yeah, the fact that yeah. Stadia is its whole separate account is the problem too. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, I can hop on, you know, GeForce Go and play games with an existing player base. Yeah. That does make me wonder if I should be doing Massacre Medals in the Stadia version of Gambit just out of curiosity. Mm. <laughs> Probably not, but... 
might be worth checking into. But yeah, uh, I guess Stadia, there again, it being its own platform where most of its stuff is not cross-play at all. Um, yeah, I like to play online games with a already existing big player base. Well, it's, it's other weird stuff, too. Like if you go to the Stadia website, it doesn't work well. Like, mm. you have to use your phone to do Stadia stuff for the most part, and that continues to baffle me some. And, like, they only recently added non-Stadia controller support to other, like, your the computer. Like, I was in the last month or two, if I remember correctly. At least definitely this year. Like, A, it hasn't been out that long, and B, it's kind of hard to sell anyone on using it just because it's just weird. Yeah. Like, I don't think they've ever unrolled or rolled out the updated Chromecast support for existing Chromecasts. Mm. Or ever fixed the fact that people like me were concerned that thing was going to burn your house down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stadia. I mean, this it's definitely a piece of history, and I'm already calling it history now because yeah, I don't know how much longer it's going to be around. Yeah. I look forward I mean, to my if apology it, letter if, from If Google. it weathers the storm, I'll be kind of surprised. Uh, it probably got a bit of a bump because of, you know, there again, everybody kind of staying at home mostly, but yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how much well, longer Stadia is I think it's one of those around. awkward ones where it's like the Stadia library still isn't great. And the reason the NVIDIA yeah. one does so well is it's just your fucking Steam library. Yeah, and other platforms, too. It, uh, it includes, like, Uplay as well. And yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a thing. Yeah. But, yep, I mean, basically, answer, not so much. <laughs> not so much Stadia. Indeed. Thanks for writing in Susie from East Virginia. <laughs> Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, let's this one comes in from Philip. Wicked Awesome cast. Every few Pokemon generations, they add the the new ev- uh, add new evolutions to the game. Obviously, the real world explanation for this is that something like game design, time, inspiration, and Grass Eevee didn't exist yet. Oh, sorry, I missed a phrase. They add a new evolution. Sorry, I, I misread evolution to the game. This makes that following sense make more sense. Obviously, the real world explanation for this is something like uh, design, time, inspiration, and Grass Eevee didn't exist yet. So stay abs- so. Please stay absurdly quiet on this question. Obviously, time in society progresses in Pokemon in the Pokeverse, and that's a, and that's a, and there's a constant regionality. But within the world, how do you explain new evolutions? Like, do they do they go centuries before someone just get, got drunk and rubbed a grass on an Eevee? Your thoughts? <laughs> yes. That sounds like actually, you know, Professor Oak, you know, just got really drunk yeah. and just like, oh. I dropped my Eevee in grass. <laughs> yeah. I <I'm>... <laughs> apparently never thought about trying this one before. I, I just yeah. love it's like a fucking drunk Professor Oak in his lab being like, they're going to cut off my Professor fun unless I find a new evolution. What are you going to do, Professor? Well, I tape this lightning stone and this water stone together, and we're going to throw it at an Eevee. You've been drinking, <laughs> Professor? Hell yeah, I have. Grant time, bitches. I'm I'm waiting for the Rick and Morty evolution of Professor Oak, where he's like, I need to find a new evolution. He's ran out of things to merge to, and he captures an Eevee, kills it, and throws it in a graveyard, and then buries it 
and then discovers an EV ghost evolution. Yeah, no, I'm, mm. I'm kind of with you on that one. Like, in the in-game way to get it is have your a Pokemon faint a hundred times or something. No, like, oh, literally, literally, like, not faint, die. No, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, it has to, it, only way to evolve an Eevee into the ghost version of Eevee is to have it get, like, wrecked in combat a hundred times. So eventually it's like, I can't go on, boss. It's time for me to evolve into a ghost. You mean die? No, evolve into a ghost. The only way it becomes even more awkward is when you try to speedrun it and you're just beating your Eevee, essentially. <laughs> and you become sort oh, of like God. some like registered Pokemon abuser. Like, there's got to be a Pokemon I'm abuser sorry, registry out there. People that like dump an Eevee in a daycare just so they can breed it and get all the Eevee Lucians are also monsters where it's like, oh, I found this Eevee. Time to breed it with a ditto. For reasons, no. Right? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's it's. Pokemon is fucking dark, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Po oh, Pokemon stories. I mean, there's a lot of the stories that are like, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, that's that's horrifying. Like, this Pokemon story is absolutely horrifying and terrifying and has really, really bad implications about Pokemon in general. And why are they doing this? Like, especially the ones that are like, Cubone, who wears its mom's skull. Yeah. And then that skull gets fused into its head when it evolves. And the cycle repeats itself. It's like, oh, it's so bad. It's There's just so many Pokemon stories. I'm like, who thought this was a story you should put into a whimsical monster collection game? It's real weird. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, as far as, like, new evolutions, It's uh, definitely someone got drunk and rubbed a grass thrown on an EV being like, let's see if this works! Yeah. yeah. Time to do science, and by science, I mean throw up on an EV. Oh, it became a trash-type Pokemon. <sighs> Thank you, Philip. That's disturbing to think about. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this one comes in from Aiden. Dear Wicked Awesome cast, Initially, I was prepared to dismiss your um, unprovoked attacks against the great state of Delaware as West Coast ignorance if of the Beast Coast. But I remember Charlie's from fucking Boston, and that argument went right <laughs> out the window. So, facts about Delaware for, you, for your ignorant asses. We're the first state. We have the smallest population. We're the lowest state in, ter in the U.S. in terms of elevations. We're home of the Monster Mile. There's no sales tax here. There are more chickens than people here. We're home to pumpkin chucking, and a shit ton of companies are incorporated here, or something like that. I'll stop that here. Yeah. Okay, Alex may have been on something calling us the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> fuck Oregon and fuck California, Aiden, Dover, East Virginia. <laughs> oh. East Virginia, filmed on location in Georgia. Yeah. Ugh. I thought Toronto was the best joke so far on that one. <laughs> well, we appear to have also just lost Alex, so this might be interesting. Uh, this may be a lost podcast episode, because figuring this out to be normal would be a hellscape. So, uh, yeah, you still there, Henry? Yep, I'm here. Let's see how this one plays out. This could be bad. Oh, apparently a blackout. Yeah. Uh, WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Send it in. Tell us it sounds down the show notes, etc., etc. Um, yeah, hoping Alex's recordings survive. We'll get this up there. If not, um, uh, anything you want to say before we close this out, Henry? 
Um, I'll just, uh, I'll hype my own, like, uh, social media, which is Kraken Zero, that is Z-E-R Zero, and that's on Instagram and Facebook, and then Mave Online is Mave Online Everywhere, I mean, yep. I'm sure you might want to add that in. But yeah, Mave Online is Mave Online Everywhere, if you want to check any social media or streaming platforms, he's Mave Online, wherever you can find him. Yep. <laughs> Uh, go check out the Armchair Guardians cast. We have our second episode probably up by the time this episode's up. So, yeah, enjoy. Um, yeah, cue the metal, I guess. <laughs>